loves, welcome back to Ask Floss, the place where you can ask me anything, anything you like. We've got some great questions in this week, so let's get started with question number one. How do I respectfully tell my dad to fuck off with his sexism? Okay, gorgeous question. This kind of echoes what I was saying earlier about being on my feminist journey and being quite explosive. And when I say explosive, I mean explosive for me because anyone who knows me knows I'm quite a calm person. And even if I'm angry, I'll kind of talk myself down from it. So when I was younger, I would be very defensive and snappy and reactive to stuff. I'd often screamed in the faces of men on the street when they catcalled me. So I completely get the feminist rage. I think women have the right to the feminist rage. But you're saying here, how do I respectfully tell my dad to fuck off with his sexism? And I'm assuming you want to do it respectfully because you want the outcome. And the outcome is that you change your dad's mind. And telling your dad, fuck off when it comes to sexism, is only going to encourage him to double down on his belief that feminists hate men, right? That's all that is going to do. And so while... I encourage you to say exactly what you want and what you feel to your parents and to anyone when it comes to your opinions and your beliefs. There is obviously a right way to do this. So how do I respectfully tell my dad to fuck off? I wouldn't tell him to fuck off. If you can and you have the temper to, ask him if you can talk him through some things. He might be really fucking annoying and play devil's advocate with absolutely everything. But that's the beauty of having being in a relationship in relationship with someone where they're not really going anywhere. I'm assuming you have a good relationship with your dad or, or if you don't, he's still in your life. And so you might be able to say to him, this will take time, but I want to teach you about this stuff. And you can do it over a long course of period of time because he's he's there. And I don't know if you live with him. I don't know the context, but be an example of someone who's consistent with their beliefs and try to show him some other stuff. And in the same breath, I will also tell you not to waste your energy on it if he is being incredibly defensive all the time and is being a genuine bigot. That's that's wasted energy if, if it's always going to be like running into a fucking wall with your dad who's not listening to you. Your energy is best spent on people who are halfway there, people who are willing to build bridges. Okay, next question. When do you feel the most peaceful in the sunshine... Surrounded by something pink around me. Anything. Um, I'm going on a bike ride and being near water. I love being near water. Okay, next question. Favourite bad bitch song? Something by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I think they have a song called Rich. Something by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I'm obsessed with them. Okay, next question. How to stop caring what other people think. I feel like I need to retrain my brain. Not caring about what other people think. I will say to a degree, everyone's going to care about what people think because that's how we survive. It's how we know what's right and wrong to do. And then there's obsessing over it to the detriment of who you actually are. So trying to mould yourself into something that other people like. And when you do this, which maybe maybe it sounds like that's what you're doing about what caring what other people think, you tend to morph yourself and then you're not really anyone because you're constantly trying to appeal to whoever's in front of you. If you're talking about caring what other people think in terms of your artwork or the things that you create and facing that criticism, 
Um, that's something that anyone will do when you make art because you're putting something out there that makes you vulnerable. And, and when you put art out into the world, you have to do so with the knowledge that it won't be liked or received well by everyone how to stop caring what other people think is this about yourself or is it about your artwork is it about the way you express yourself I think when it comes to um caring about what people think we often think I don't want to be perceived as cringy and people who are constantly afraid of being cringy either live in in fear of being called cringe or condemn other people who are joyful themselves because their joy threatens their bored, aloof exterior. And I think the only way to protect yourself from being cringe is pretending that you don't have things that make you happy and pretending that you don't want to express yourself. Um, and it's a lot easier to condemn other people. So how to not care what people think. Realise that the people who are judging you and judging others are deeply, deeply unhappy and that it takes a lot of fucking energy to project this ironic, um, like this ironic, aloof exterior where nothing really interests you. And those people aren't happy. So the key to happiness is, yes, you said not caring what other people think, but try to lean more into cringeness because all the cringiest people are so fucking happy. Okay, next question. Do you like sports? No. That's that. No. Next question. Accidentally breastfed my date. <laughs> I'm going on a second date. How do I make light of this so it wasn't awkward? So what were you doing? Were you breastfeeding anyway, like your child, and then the date licked your boob? Were your juggers full of milk and <laughs> the person wanted to suck on them? Was it a kinky thing? You said accidentally breastfed. So were they just sucking on your nipple and then you started like milking? I have so many questions. I am obsessed with this story. <gasps> How do you make light of it so it isn't awkward? <laughs> oh, God, I wouldn't even know. Right, I'm trying to imagine myself in your shoes, right? I might text them something like, or send a voice note like, haha, see you on the next date. Promise not to breastfeed you. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly have no idea. But you have to make a joke of it. You have to make a joke of it. You could send <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It depends on the sense of humour of the person. If I felt really comfortable with the person, which sounds like you might be since you breastfed them, make a joke, send them a little meme. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but I would love a follow-up. Um, I, I don't know how long ago you sent this question, so I want to follow I want to follow up. Please send me a message on Instagram. I need to know. I need to know the whole context of the situation, if you'd be so kind as to share it with me. <laughs> okay, on to the next question. How the heck does someone just feel their feelings? You know what? I want the answer as well. There's uh, there's all this talk, isn't there, on social media of like uh, from psychotherapists and stuff where they're like, just feel your feelings. And you're sat there thinking, I fucking wish I could, but I can't. I'm suppressed. I want to cry. It's been months since I've cried. I want to be angry, but I can't be because I've got work to do. I think, though, what therapists are talking about when they say feel your feelings is to not 
talk and intellectualize them a lot, which is something I do quite frequently. So I think I might be over something because I've read a book about the fucking thing I went through or I've read an article that's explaining all the reasons why people do nasty things or all the reasons why you might avoid someone when you really like them blah 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 blah. all of that is thinking about your feelings instead of feeling them and I think feeling your feelings means not numbing out it means not scrolling on TikTok for three hours to numb out it's all of those little addiction things. So it could be booze or drugs or smoking or going out and dating and having hookups for you, whatever it is that you're doing to numb and avoid the pain. And I think, I don't know if this is a, a good analogy to use, but when I'm writing and it gets uncomfortable for me, when I was writing Girl Crush, there were parts that were really uncomfortable for me. And then I had the voice of my editor in my head, like, just keep going, just keep going. And I pushed through that, those really uncomfortable feelings and I kept writing. And that's where all the good stuff came out. So I feel like when it comes to feeling your feelings, it means when shit gets hard, don't reach for the first coping mechanism to distract yourself from all the feelings that are rising up. I think it might mean sit there, breathe through them, and then perhaps the tears or whatever it is that you're suppressing will follow. I have no fucking idea if that's accurate, but it's an educated guess. Okay, on to the next question. What's your go-to song when the sun is shining? When the sun hits by Slow Dive. And their entire album, Suvlaki, is one of my favourites also. Okay, on to the next question. How to face the day instead of just crawling back under the covers? I like this technique. I heard it in a podcast by a woman called Mel Robbins. And she has this technique where you just count down from five to zero. And what it does, a bit like, you know how some people wear an elastic band and they snap it on their wrist to get them out of a bad habit? What this five, she basically goes five, four, three, two, one. And then it rewires her brain circuit from going down a negative loop. So if you need to get out of bed... That can sometimes help going five, four, three, two, one. I think I read something also where like if you don't make the decision after a few seconds, you will stay in bed. So it's, it has to be quite a quick thing. Also, something that's worth getting out of bed for. For me, that's having my coffee in the morning in a gorgeous little teacup. That makes me so excited. I actually sometimes like to go to bed early because I can't wait to have my coffee in the morning. So if you've got something that you have prepared for yourself to be excited about, maybe it's like a gorgeous little bowl of granola, something like a little whatever it is. Maybe it's a book that you're reading that you can't wait to get to in the morning. Having something that you have prepared and laid out for yourself that is exciting will make the morning a lot easier. I hope that helps. Okay, next question. What makes you feel instantly sexy as fuck? Feeling confident. Feeling good at my job feeling competent like like when I'm feeling most confident is when I'm in my element and I'm in my element when I'm listening to music when I feel like I'm good at my job and I feel like I'm doing good at work and I feel like I'm creating when I'm not creating that's the saddest that I am and sad is not sexy sad is like the biggest way to get rid of the horn so yeah just feeling competent and feeling like, I fucking got this. Okay, next question. Slept with my best mate and I'm scared the friendship is ruined. He doesn't want a relationship. What do I do? 
Ask yourself if you want a relationship with him. You said he doesn't want a relationship. So I'm assuming maybe you brought it to him and he maybe said no. So now you need to think about if you want to return to the friendship. And if you do, that will take time to heal from the feelings for him. You said this, you're scared that the friendship is ruined. Is that because you have feelings for him? Um, I would just say take time. I've taken time from friendships before where the lines got blurred and it was confusing. Sometimes it's what you need to do. And also just communicate that to them. Don't ghost the friend because that's fucking awful. And I think that you will be surprised by what a conversation that involves a lot of honesty about your feelings will do for you and how that will preserve the friendship as opposed to ruin it. Okay, on to the next question. What's the best way to get over a friendship breakup? She ghosted me, but we're in the same friendship group, so it's very awkward and sad. I'm so sorry. You're in the same friendship group. Does that mean that you're seeing each other? I was ghosted by someone years ago in a friendship group, and I constantly run run into her, and you don't really know what to do because ghosting is not really a confrontable behavior because there's always this like plausible deniability that they could just say I've just been busy or and da 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 and whatever excuse someone feeds you you know and just know that that knowing is enough to know the truth no matter what lie someone's feeding you if you feel and by the way a gut instinct about what someone's doing to you is not some mythical magical sense of knowing or insecurity about someone leaving you gut instincts are formed by actual cues that our conscious brain cannot keep up with our subconscious brain is picking up on all of these signals and it manifests as this bullet of truth in your body that your conscious brain just is is too it can't keep up with so you know she's ghosted you and if you ever wanted to confront her she might come up with a load of excuses or you might not want to know why I don't it's it's just so confusing but what I would say is that this person is not someone that you want to be friends with if that's the way that they handle things you know I've definitely I wouldn't even know if you could call it ghosting but like not replied to my friends messages because I was going through a shit time and then felt awful afterwards and then you have to kind of message everyone and say I'm so fucking sorry I can barely keep up with X, Y, and Z. I love you. I want you to know that. Um, and you can kind of like text people to say that kind of thing. But best way to get over a friendship breakup? Talk to your other friends outside of the friendship group because they could also be going back to her and saying things. Consider whether this friendship group is for you, if they're being mean to you. That is a bit awkward. I'm so sorry that you're going through it. It's actually a lot more heartbreaking personally to me than romantic love. Okay, next question. What's your favourite breakfast or slash brunch? I had something gorgeous today. I had avocado with poached eggs and crumbled mint feta cheese with Tabasco sauce and chorizo. That was fucking glorious. So many great questions this week. Thank you so much for being here with me. And same time, same place next week. Can't wait. Love you. Bye.